Hello, welcome. My name is Chance, and before I even start this, for the people on YouTube, like, yes, this is a very new setup, and I want to introduce you guys to my son. Um, this is Chance Jr., you know, um, he got adopted, but you can see the resemblance. People will still believe it. Um, so basically, today, we're going to talk about how to be a good partner. That'll be the first part of the segment, um, and then, to be honest, I realized last week we spoke on closure, but I realized there are still certain things that for me are still lingering around and realistically i'm going to use my platform as a way to let go of certain things myself like i said you guys have to give yourself closure at times you're not supposed to wait on people to give it to you and shit so that's what i'm going to do so like the second part of this segment is going to be more of like you guys getting y'all are literally getting like a first class seat you know like into my thoughts and Things that I'm dealing with and shit like that. And then for the end, we're going to do like a tiny thing, probably like five minutes or so. It's going to be advice. So it's going to be like an advice segment. And it's going to be with Peter. If y'all don't know who he is, y'all see him. Just know that he makes his magic happen. Like hey. He's the one that be blessing y'all with this amazing content. I mean, outside of me, of course, you know. All right, so let's get started, right? Okay, so how exactly is it that somebody can be a great partner? I realized the fact that like in a lot of the relationships I've been in, which sucks, most definitely. But I felt like a lot of the relationships I've been in, I've been with people that were not necessarily as mature as me or understood enough about relationships. And I think I expected that out of people, which is always a selfish thing to do when you put your expectations on somebody. And it's kind of tough on them, whether it's like the expectations are reasonable or not. If that person isn't capable of reaching them, it does end up making them feel like a fuck up, like they can't do certain things and shit like that. But these are the things that I've gone through where it's like I've like that past relationships I've been in past advice I've been given past relationships I've seen from my friends. And I, these are all the things that I feel like encompass being like a good partner that a lot of people miss. Right. And the very first thing we've mentioned this in another episode, their love language. I can't stress this enough, bro. You need to understand somebody's love language. And when I say their love language, I'm not simply talking about how they receive love, but also how they express it. Cause a lot of people have a lot of default settings, a lot of like learned behavior and learned habits that they keep from past relationships. And then they'll bring all of those things to the other relationship that they're supposed to come into. But the thing a lot of people miss is the fact that a relationship is about a dynamic. It's about the compatibility of the two people that are dating. So a lot of it's not like everything you used to do in this past relationship or I'm going to do it in this relationship because it, it went well for the most part. No, that person could need something completely different. Their needs are a little different. Maybe they take things a little differently. There are certain ways you got to say certain shit to them. But for me, the reason why I feel like it is so important to understand somebody's love language and how it is that they show it. Because I think a lot of the times certain people will be in relationships where they don't feel loved. And it's not necessarily simply because the person doesn't care about care for you, don't give a fuck about you. But I think it's more of the fact that it's not being expressed in a way where you start to feel it, you know? Cause like for me, my love language is words of affirmation. That's the number one thing for me. I care for words. I don't care for words that aren't backed up by actions, of course. But for me, like that generally is the main part. The idea of hearing certain things from people hearing, I love you. Like it's one thing to show me you love me. But for me, when that person says those things to me, I'm proud of you. You're doing great. Like, those things just hit a little differently for me. So imagine what happens when you're capable of, like, expressing that love to somebody in a way where they feel it 100%. 
in my opinion, that something a lot of people need, but a lot of people lack. I take the time to understand whoever is I'm dating and their love language because I don't want to be with someone and then have them not feel loved, knowing the fact that I love the fuck out of them. I love them unconditionally. I'm willing to do a lot for them. The thing a lot of people don't realize is it's your, like I get it. Like you feel like, oh, but, but they should know. No, no, they shouldn't, bro. There's been so many times like people get hurt or like they get in a certain relationship where they feel like everything is going great. But out of nowhere, everything changed for them. Like, oh, like they were wrong the whole entire time. It's easy for somebody to put up a facade. It's easy for someone to act like they love you. So in other words, at times that like like that affirmation, like some people need it. That reassurance, people need it. Reassure somebody that you love them. Not because you feel like you need to do it. But why wouldn't you want to make sure that that person knows everything that you're feeling? I don't like the idea that I have to say and I have to keep on guessing how you feel about me. Like, yeah, your actions may show one thing. But the thing you don't understand is people are able to easily deceive you. Why do people get heartbroken? Why do people stay in relationships that... That they're getting cheated on. I think that's the part that a lot of us fail. I think it's like this ego where you feel like they should know this, they should know that. But they shouldn't. And even if you feel the need, like they do need to understand that shit, it's a simple conversation. It is not a lot of fucking work. Okay, one thing that I feel like a lot of people tend to like not worry about or pay much attention to. Understand the trauma that person you're with has dealt with. Because the thing I've realized is, like, understanding someone's trauma and, like, their past experiences, the things they've gone through, the way they've been hurt, a lot of that will show you somebody's insecurities. And a lot of that will also show you, well, not necessarily show you, but it will it will make you understand the reason why they act the way that they are. And the thing is, a lot of the times, people don't deal with their trauma. So a lot of terrible habits come out of it. And... At times, it's hard for you to understand why that person is doing things the way that they're doing it and you're trying to make sense out of it. But the thing is, at times, you're not supposed to try to make sense of their actions. You're supposed to make sense. What you're supposed to focus on is the reason why they are doing things the way that they're doing it. And a lot of that is explained through the things that they've gone through, all the pain that they've kept inside of them. All of At times, like... At times, people learn, like, so many different little behaviors and at times, it may be toxic and at times, it may not be. But at the end of the day, understanding it allows you to understand how to be with that person. And the thing about people who deal with trauma, when somebody deals with trauma, there's a level of insecurity that always comes from it. Because at the end of the day, your trauma creates a soft spot. It's a wound. And not understanding how to properly help that person take care of it, whether it's not your job. But the thing is, if you're dating that person, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through, it shouldn't be just on them. That's the whole part of a relationship. It's a partnership. You guys are in this together, one way or another. And if you guys, and if you don't want to deal with somebody's baggage, I wouldn't necessarily say feel guilty for it. Because the thing is, like I said, a relationship is simply about a compatibility. It's about putting two people together and does this work? Does it fit? If it doesn't work for you, you shouldn't blame yourself. You shouldn't feel guilty for it. I think that's just something you express to somebody. Because at times, there are people who have trauma. There are people who have like these insecurities where it makes it really hard to be with them. So for the next person, it may not be as hard because they understand how to deal with that. Maybe they've gone through it themselves. But I think understanding it is key. And when you understand that your partner is insecure about certain things, I'm not saying walk around eggshells around them. But move in a manner that shows them you understand their insecurities and you care for them. 
the thing is for me, if I understand my partner's insecure about a certain thing, half the time I don't look at it as a flaw. They probably see it as a big flaw. They probably think it's too much for other people to handle. But the moment I decided to be with you, I was already aware of those little things. I still chose to be with you whether, like, I didn't care for the baggage. But at a certain point, if you do realize that it becomes tiring, dealing with everything that person has going on, it's it's okay to walk away. You shouldn't be in a relationship where you feel like you're losing yourself. A relationship, I know, like, I get it. A relationship is hard for the most part. But a relationship isn't hard when two people are working on it. And at times when somebody has so much going on, it makes it impossible for them to invest enough energy to it because they're not even sure where they are. They're not even sure in the situation that they're actually in. Okay, arguments. This is a big one because I feel like so many people get into relationships and they don't understand the, the reason why couples argue. A lot of people treat arguments as a lot of people like they bring their ego into arguments. And I think that is the most bullshit thing you could possibly do. Because it kills the whole point of even communicating to each other at that point. The moment you allow your ego to step in, to step in, to step through that door while you guys are having an argument or while you guys are having a conversation, I promise you, nothing will be compromised. There will be, there is going to be no solution that you guys find. Because a lot of people treat arguments. See, the thing is, I don't look at arguments like I'm actually arguing with you. If you're in a relationship, arguments to me is more about a conversation where we're looking for a compromise. Because I think we're arguing about something, but I'm not sitting here and arguing with you because I want to be right. If I wanted to be right, I would have just been single. That That's not what I'm worried about. I'm no longer just worried about myself. I'm worried about you. Whether or not you're in the wrong, at the end of the day, I will sit there and try to understand where it is that you're coming from. I will try to be understanding of your situation because the reason why we're arguing is because we feel like there's something that we need to better in our relationship. Not something that I need to better in you or the other person I'm not saying that that doesn't ultimately that isn't what happens, but I'm not. But you shouldn't look at it that way. So I if this is going wrong in our relationship and this is what we need to do to fix it. This is how we got to do better. And you understand the word, right? The words that I'm using, we not once have I said I need to do better. You need to do better. It's like at the end of the day, you leave that to the other person to hold themselves accountable for the shit that they do. For me, it's like we'll be like, oh, we'll do better. We'll do better. But at the end of the day, I understand the fact that us for us to do better. I personally myself have to do something. And then this is the part where you push your ego to the side, whether or not you're in the wrong or not. I'm still going to put effort into helping that person get to the place where I want us to get to. If I understand the reason why we can't get to a certain place is because she's so insecure about what she looks like. I know there's something that I could do. I know the fact that every single time that I see her, I can gas her up. You look good, babe. Like give her a little kiss. My baby. You feel me? Like all these little things are things you can do. But a lot of people just like. You're just so worried about like who's supposed to do what and shit. But it does. But the one thing I will say is if you guys constantly are having arguments or constantly having to communicate about one person fucking up. Then at that, then at that point, you got to ask yourself, are you settling? And I get the whole you want to fall in love with somebody's potential and everything like that. But not everybody taps into their potential. It's called potential for a reason. It's something that the person may act upon. But if they're taking too long to get to the place where you feel like they're the person you deserve, then you do have to walk away. Because I've been in that situation where I felt like that person kept on fucking up and kept on fucking up over and over again. 
But the whole entire time, I was like, I'll put up with it. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to put up with it because I really love them. And I feel like they're going to get to that place. And I thought I was doing a good thing, you know, by sticking around, helping somebody and waiting on them to figure themselves out. But then it just doesn't work that way. The better choice is to just walk away. Because the thing you got to realize is that person at times is not going to see it from your perspective when it comes to that. I realized as much as like I, I knew that person's potential, right? I wanted them to tap into it so fucking much. So like I would always communicate on things that they could do better. But I would never do it as one of those things where I'm like, oh, you're fucking up. You're doing bad and, and you got to do better. But at the end of the day, I realized that it didn't matter. I saw something in them that they couldn't see themselves. I saw the person that they could be, but they still didn't believe that person could ever exist. And ultimately, what that ended up doing to our relationship was it started making her feel like I was expecting her to be someone that she's not. And it's just ironic to me how you can see that person and you can see that best version of themselves. It's not like you create that version of them, but yourself, you know, the things they want to work on. And you're like, if they work on this, I know this is the type of person that they are going to become. But at times people just can't see the clear picture. They can't see the bigger picture that has to do with their future. Because the whole reason why they're not there yet half the time is because they're choosing not to work on it or because they just don't believe in it. One person believing, and if if in a relationship you both have to, you, both of you guys have to believe that I can get to a certain point. And when when the moment you realize you start having expectations for somebody that they can't reach, I promise you, as bad as it is on your end because you're not getting what you deserve, just walk away if you care for that person. Because the more you expect them to become that person you deserve, and realistically they're not, the more they'll think you are expecting something out of them that they're not. And that's not something that I feel like that's something nobody in a relationship should deal with. No one should feel like they're not enough and no one should feel like they're not being given what they deserve. At that point, if you ever find yourself feeling that way, I promise you, it's not a feeling you should try to ignore something you have a conversation on. And if the person wants to work on it, then they'll work on it. But if not, it is what it is. I know a lot of people hate to call it quits, bro. But at times you're not calling it quits. You're just choosing to go back to space where you feel like you're more loved because if that person isn't able to give you that love, <laughs> give that shit to your fucking self. But yeah, um, I guess like the last thing I'll say about the argument part, right? You need to understand something, right? If you want, if you want to have a relationship where you want that, you want your partner to be able to communicate you to and everything like that, understand that it is also on you to make sure you create that safe space for them. The thing is, I've realized in a lot of relationships, and this is something that applies to women a little more, but realistically, whoever the person is that's more in tune with their feelings tends to end up feeling this way. It is hard for somebody to always communicate with you if you are so worried half the times and and you invalidate their emotions when you don't focus on the right things. Like, she'll bring up the fact that she felt a certain way, or like, the guy will bring up, oh, I felt that, I felt this way. And then the only thing you're worried about telling them is... Oh, you shouldn't have felt this way because that's not what I meant to do. Like, I didn't do this. It's not about you being right or wrong. I will always go back to saying this whenever it has to do with couples and or anything that has to do with, like, um, discussing something where both of you guys are, like, going back and forth. Your goal is to find a compromise. Your goal is to find a solution to whatever it is that you guys are dealing with. And when you're choosing to sit there and you invalidate that person's emotions while they're trying to tell you how they feel, 
you don't understand how hard it becomes for the other person, for that person to go back to you and tell you things. Because the last time they told you some shit, because think about how, think about, actually, before we even go to that part, right? Think about how fucked up it is. You do something, my emotions are affected. I start feeling a certain way and I have to deal with that shit. And I'm like, you know what? We're in a relationship. We're in this together. I'm supposed to open up to you about these things because why? I can't blame you for something if I'm not opening up to you about it. Okay, so I bring it up to you. I tell you something that's been bothering me, something that's hurt, that, something that's hurt my emotions. And you're supposed to be somebody that makes that your priority. If we're together, my emotions should be a priority of yours and your emotions are a priority of mine. But then you look at that person in their face, knowing the fact that they just came to you and told you something that was hurting them. And you invalidate the fuck out of their emotions. Why the fuck do you feel this way? You shouldn't feel this way. I didn't make you feel this way. Like so many people are like so defensive. And I think that's why it's more of a, like a thing that's more common in men. Men are like our egos are not from our confidence. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. A man's ego comes from his insecurities. Because there is no need for me to be ego- egotistical in a situation if I'm confident about myself. Because if I'm so confident in myself and what it is that I have to provide, what it is that I have to offer as an individual, why the fuck would I be so worried about proving that to anybody else? You don't mean shit to me. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, you'll realize, like, like man, like, we explode, right? And we explode out of anger. A lot of that is just not being able to deal with our own shit. It doesn't come from the fact that we're so fucking confident. And I know this because I was that person at a certain point in my life. Like I didn't believe, I didn't believe that I was this amazing person for the longest minute. I, it was a facade that I, like I, I put up a facade for people and I convinced myself to even believe into that shit. And it sucked because the thing about it is right. Convincing other people of something is nice. Convincing yourself of something is terrible. Right? It's like it's nice that you can put this idea out on and you can force this idea out on people. But when you start believing that, like, I get it. Some people have to do it. But when you start believing in that shit yourself, that's when you start losing yourself. And I wasn't the biggest fan of that. I realized I started putting up this persona that wasn't even me. And so many people started expecting it out of me. But the thing you got to realize when you're putting something out there, that's not you. It will always get tiring. It's not hard for me to wake up every day and be myself like that, like to be myself. It's not hard. Yeah, it may be hard for me to deal with the repercussions of what happens to with my actions or the type of person that it is that I am. But that's some shit everybody's dealing with. Like, you're you, no offense. You're not that special. You're not that important to the point where you're the only person in this world dealing with this shit. But it gets tiring. And at one point you're going to drop it and you're going to give up on it. But back to the original conversation, it's like for a lot of men, it's like the moment, the reason why they react in the way that they do and try to invalidate your emotions. For the most part, let me be completely honest. They're not at times. They're not aware of what it is that they're doing. When you say, oh, my emotions were hurt because of this, this and that. For men, the first thing that comes to our mind, which is the reason why we're so quick to like give you a reply that invalidates your emotions. All we hear for the most part. And this is some about a guy who's immature, who hasn't gotten to the place where he can actually understand shit. And he hasn't even he haven't he hasn't even like learned what it meant to be a man. He's still trying to go by society's definition of that shit. And that's the reason why this happens. The moment we hear you say you did this and my emotions were affected. The only thing that goes in our ears. This is the only part we catch. I fucked up. And now you're saying this is my fault. 
somebody who has a huge ego doesn't like knowing the fact that they're doing anything wrong. They want to be right 24 fucking 7. So that's why the moment you say some shit like that, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do you feel this or that or this or that? It's like they feel so hurt that they could have possibly fucked up instead of understanding that all you really need. The thing is, it's just like, we don't want it to be our fault. But a lot of men fail to realize that if a woman is communicating something to you, I promise you it's not because she feels the need to judge you. She, it's not the fact that she feels the need to blame you. Because if she did, she wouldn't have spoken up about it. Whenever a woman chooses to express something to you, it is because they believe you can change. It is because they believe, it's because they want they want to be around with you. I feel like a lot of, and this is something like that, it also falls into like the whole relationships thing. That I've, The fuck? <laughs> All I hear is banging. Is someone packing up her body? All the things on the side? Yeah. I think that's what it is. All right, and we're back. Sorry for the disruption. Keep the part where, like, the banging actually started because that was actually funny. Okay. Um. But, yeah, so to a lot of men, like, the moment you start telling them about, like, the way you, like, how their actions, like, affected what it is that you did, they become really defensive about it. But I think that's the thing, like, that always set me apart. And that's the thing, like, a lot of women have told me, like, people like I've been in relationships with and stuff like that. The fact that I'm not willing to dismiss your emotions, whether it's my fault or not, you felt that way. And as a man, as your partner, as the person that sits here and tells you I care for you, as the person that sits here and tells you you're my number one priority, all all I'm worried about is the fact that you're hurt. I don't care if my intent, I don't care if my intentions were pure. I don't care if I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm with you. I did something that ended up making you feel a certain way. At that point, that is all I'm worried about because I give a fuck about you because I love you and I generally mean it. I think a lot of people don't understand what love is or how to properly express it, but that is part of love. It takes a very selfless person to love an individual. And I'm not saying not to be selfish in a relationship as well because at the end of the day, you got to worry about you. You got to make sure you're good. But there is a selfless component that is needed for a relationship to work. The idea that I didn't do, I didn't do shit. So why the fuck am I going to be stressed out about some shit? See, that's the selfish part. But then it's like the selfless part of me understands that you're hurt and our relationship is not going to be great if you're not happy. I want to make you happy. That's the whole reason why I'm with you, because I feel like there's a future for us. And why the fuck would I want to get to that future if I can't keep you happy? Hmm. I even made a TikTok video about this, so I I want to talk about this because I because I just feel like it's really important. You know, I, you know, it's like this idea that some people call people like this idea that you'll be in a relationship, right? And then your partner gets jealous about certain things, and then all of a sudden, the automatic response is the fact that they are insecure. Understand something, right? There is that side of the coin where somebody will get jealous because they just they're very possessive, but in a toxic manner to the point where they feel like you are the only thing in their life. And that is it. Like, nah, bro. Like, I'm with you and I expect to be a big part of your life, but I don't expect to be the only part. And to be completely honest, when somebody truly loves you unconditionally, they don't want you to make them your their number one priority. If I'm in love with somebody, I don't want I don't want to be their number one priority. 
I want you to be your number one priority because you thriving, you being happy, you succeeding, you accomplishing all this shit that you want to accomplish, you overcoming the things you've like your past traumas, insecurities. That makes me so happy. Like seeing the person you're with work on themselves, it's like when you really love that person unconditionally, it's refreshing. Even if at times you're like, oh, I need more time for me, I need more attention, all this extra shit. It's like, nah, bro. It's like, I understand that you're getting into a place where you're going to be the happiest you've ever been, where you're going to be the best version of yourself. And that's what I want. Like, I love you for who you are currently, but I also love you for the person that I know you're going to become. And that's not up to me, but as I'm watching it unveil, like, right in front of me, it makes me happy. And I could care less whether or not, like, I can't see you as often as I normally do because you're so busy all the time. It's like, all those little things are things you should be happy for your couple. But the other part, but the other part of like calling somebody insecure is when it's not on that person for being jealous. That person loves you. So of course there's going to be a possessive part where it's kind of like they feel there's a certain level of access that should only be given to them. But when you start giving that level of access to the rest of the fucking world, why are you going to be mad at, why are you going to call me insecure if it's not me that's fucking up, but you, because you're giving people a level of attention that you shouldn't, a level of access that should only be given to the person you're fucking dating. Like, bro, like, I get the whole, like, if I'm dating somebody, you get to have friends. And I understand. I'm not the person that's going to sit here and be like, oh, you can't have friends. You can't have, like, no, bro, like, you live, I come into your life. I didn't come into your life to change it. I came into your life to be part of it because I, I, I was invested in the type of person that you are. I wanted to be with you. But I'm not changing my whole entire fucking life for you. I'm not going to stop being friends with certain people just because you're insecure every single time I get around them. But the other part is like, if that person is only jealous because you don't understand how to be a good partner, don't flip it on them. If I'm dating, like, right? Thing is, for me, there's a level of access that I dictate. A lot of people will think I'm not a good boyfriend at first because they see what I am like when I'm single. Me being single is very different from me being in a relationship. Why? Because once I get in a relationship, I understand that there are certain boundaries I have to apply to everybody else so that I can make sure that the person that I'm with and I'm allowing myself to be with feels safe. They feel secure. They feel like their place isn't possibly going to be taken by nobody. Like that reassurance is something you have to give that person. It's hard for me to reassure somebody and say, oh, you're never going to lose me if I'm hanging out with girls midnight to two o'clock every single time. There are certain boundaries you have to fucking put. Like, yeah, my, like my best, like my girl, that was my, my best friend before I got in a relationship and shit like that. I'm single, but I'm talking like before that part, like me and my girl, best friend, like it would be completely okay if she decides to like, if we're like speaking and then she falls asleep in my bed, that right there isn't an issue. Why? Because I'm not dating nobody. She's not dating nobody. And at the end of the day, we are platonic. It's not like we're messing up the bond that we personally have, but let's be, but let's, let's flip the other side of the coin. Now I'm in a relationship. I can't give my best girl, best friend that level of access to me because I have somebody that I know whose feelings and emotions would be hurt and it would be completely disrespectful if I allowed that person to keep on having that same access to me. But people were just like, at times people, I think the other part where it's like, oh, you're insecure, the moment you're jealous, the reason why people have that initial reaction at times is because they know what the fuck they're doing. But if they victimize you and make you feel like, no, but if they victimize themselves and make them and make you feel like you're fucking up, or you're wrong for feeling a certain way, you being in love with them, you're going to be like, oh shit, am I fucking up? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Like, nah, you were right for the way that you fucking felt. If that, like, 
a relationship isn't some shit you should ever settle for. And at times, I re- like when I've realized that part, right? At times, you will scare people away. <laughs> Expecting a lot out of a person that is incapable of giving it to you will scare them away. But keep on fucking scaring them away because it don't fucking matter. If you are scared because you don't, you think you don't have enough to give me that I just, bro, please, by all means, walk the fuck away from me. It will hurt. But at the end of the day, it's like the only part that hurt isn't the fact that I lost you. It's just the fact that my routine is ch- changes. The fact that I'm not waking up to the same person every day. At the end of the day, I will understand the fact that it is a better situation for me to be in. But anytime you're, anytime you make a decision where you want to better your life, like this is in general, not even in relationships. Anytime you make certain decisions to better your life, when you choose to let go of certain things, the first part of it will always be, it's never going to be so pretty right in the beginning. Because the whole reason why you kept those things around because you were so attached to it. Detaching yourself to things will always hurt in the moment. Because letting go of shit isn't easy. Because you kept it around for a reason. But you just have to believe the fact that what's to come down the line will be better. Okay, so the last thing I do want to say for this is going to lead into the next segment, which is like things that I know I have to let go of, right? Something that I feel like a lot of people shouldn't do in relationships. Don't blame somebody for not being able to let go of the past if they're still living in it. And what I mean by that is this is something that I've, I've been told about myself. I've been told that I can't let go of the past. And for the longest, I actually believed it. Like, I thought I was in the wrong for the fact that I can't let go of some shit. But the thing is, if I bring some shit up to you and you know it bothered me, and you keep on doing that same shit over and over again, how the fuck do you expect me to stop myself from thinking of the other times that I, that I felt this way? <laughs> it's not the fact that I can't let go of the past. It's the fact that the past is constantly being brought in my face. And then there's this thing called your brain, right? Which works in wonderful ways and at times it works alone, right? Whenever I, this is the thing, this is the thing a lot of people don't understand about emotions. They will, they will connect if the situation seemed the same. Like it is hard for me not to, it is hard for me not to think about something that happened in the past when you keep on doing the exact same shit over and over again. And then you're going to sit there in my face, blame me for not being able to move on. Blame me for not being able to let go of the past. But how the fuck do you expect us to move past something if nothing changed on your end? You did this and it hurt me and I told you about it. And then you get mad at me the next time you do it because I brought up the last time you did it. How is that my fault? And the thing is, this is what that, that person needs to understand. Changed behavior leads to changed expectations. Until you change what the fuck it is that you've done, I'm not going to let go of the shit that you did that's the exact same fucking, that's in the exact same fucking manner. Because that right there would just be me being dumb as shit. And I'm not a person that likes to be dumb. So you want me to let go of the past. You want me to let go of the times you hurt my emotions, knowing the fact that you never learned from it. And this is the reason why it's hard for me to let go of certain shit, right? Because I understand if I did a certain thing to affect your emotions, it will stick in the back of my head and I will constantly try to overcome it. But the idea that you ha- you're having that expectation of me to let go of this shit while you're not even willing to put in the work to overcome it, it's, you, put me in, like that, that, you put me in a terrible predicament. 
because then I got to feel like I can't let go of the past. And then the part that sucks is I can't bring it up. Knowing the fact that it's hard for me to detach those two from one another, what that led to me doing in that relationship was I stopped bringing certain shit up. Because I know it would be hard for me to have a conversation without bringing past instances where the same shit happened. Because I will tell you about this and you will ask me when did this happen. And then I will tell you the fact that it continuously happens. And then that person's going to be like, oh, when do I do this? And then you bring it up and you're the bad guy all of a sudden for answering a question that they fucking asked you. <laughs> That's just crazy, bro. But that is the thing that I have to let go of. It's, I have to stop feeling like I can't let go of the past when realistically it's that person incapable of letting go of their behavior. It's not on me for not being able to let go of the past, bro. It's on you for not being able to change your fucking behavior. Oh, bro, I've been told this my whole entire fucking life. And when I say my whole entire fucking life, <laughs> my whole entire fucking life, a lot of people would tell me that I'm a know-it-all. But the thing is, it's just like, I'm just a very opinionated individual. And I've realized the fact that I've never been told I'm a know-it-all from people I felt like knew more than me. A lot of people will make you try to be insecure about knowing so much or about having so much that you're able to offer because they are insecure of the fact that they don't have those things. Why is it an issue if I'm opinionated, if you as well are also opinionated? And even if you don't have a lot of opinions, right, just the idea of you being an individual that knows a lot, you're woke. You know, I'm not calling myself woke or anything, but I'm just saying, like, imagine somebody's woke, right? You know a lot. When you put two people in a room that know a lot about the same thing, right? They won't get mad at each other for an enlightening conversation to get to have. But if you put somebody smart as shit and somebody that don't know shit, that person that don't know shit will hate speaking to that person that knows everything. Because they have nothing to bring to the table. Being around you becomes... Being around them makes them insecure. Because every time you hear what that person has to say, every time you hear all the things that they know, it's a reminder that you don't know none of this shit. And for the longest time in my life, I, 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 at one point, I stopped speaking up as much. At one point, I tried to hide my personality because I felt like everyone was scared of what I had, of my personality. I had an outgoing personality. I was that guy where that, like, the girls found me attractive and all this shit added on top of each other. It became, like, too much for people. And the thing is, it's like, I, I was so scared of being too much for people that I limited how much of myself I got to show to the world. But I, I've, I've never been happy doing that. But I was okay with it for the longest minute because I just cared about those people being happy. I was okay making myself seem like I'm not as smart. I was okay making myself not speak up on certain things that I wanted to just because I knew how other people would feel. But I'm tired of that shit. It's tiring to constantly have to belittle yourself so that somebody can still look at themselves on that pedestal that they don't even deserve to be on. But yeah, it's like, bro, I'm tired of people making me feel like I'm a know-it-all. If you feel like I'm a know-it-all or you feel like I am too much for you to handle, me being somebody that cares about somebody's emotions, I will give you advice on how to change that. Walk the fuck away from me. Step the fuck out of my life. I am not in one of those places in my life where I care for keeping people around. And it may sound fucked up, but the thing is, it's like, I'm not scared of losing anybody. Not death, by the way. Like, let's, let's get that out there. But I feel like if I'm scared to lose somebody, that just means I'm very uncertain that they're scared to lose me. 
it's hard for you to be scared to lose somebody when you know that person is also afraid of losing you. It's not about necessarily like the feeling. It's more about letting it overcome you. Like the idea that I become so scared that somebody's going to leave me and I start trying to do all this little extra shit to keep them around. Why should I have to do that for somebody? Why should I, why should I feel like I have to invest that much energy to keep somebody in my life? I shouldn't. If you feel the need to walk away from me, to walk out my life, by all means, walk the fuck out and don't even worry about, the, don't even worry about closing the door. I will close it for you. It's like, I feel like so many people keep people in their lives that don't even really appreciate who you are as an individual. So that's why I'm saying anybody who's incapable of seeing who I am for me, I don't care to keep you around because I understand the longer you're around, the more I have to hide parts of myself just to please you. And I'm tired of pleasing people. And everybody gets, like, when you're a people pleaser, you're, everybody gets to this point as a people pleaser. And if you haven't gotten to that point, this is me giving you advice on it. At a certain point, pleasing everyone gets tiring. Because when you focus so much energy on pleasing the rest of the fucking world, you forget to please the person that needs it the most. The person in the mirror. Because, bro, I promise you, it doesn't matter how amazing you are at handling this shit. It doesn't matter how much you're, you feel like you can keep on sacrificing for people. At a certain point, you're going to come to the realization of, there isn't another you. You're not going to find somebody that's willing to do all this same shit that you do for the rest of the world. And I know at times we convince ourselves that's the whole reason why we got to keep on doing it because you wish you had somebody like you. But that's the whole reason why you should prioritize yourself so much more. Because you understand you are somebody that the world needs. The world needs more of you. So make sure that person is good. Make sure that person is straight so that when there are people that come around that deserve to have that level of access to you being such an amazing person, then you give them that access. But until then, when you're so amazing, understand that not everybody deserves to be around you. Not everybody deserves to have that level of access to you. Something that got to be earned. And you need to make them earn it because you know for a fact you being a people pleaser, the moment you let that person in, you're willing to do anything for them. And I don't want you to have to, I don't want anybody to get to a point where they feel like they have to let that go. Because at a certain point, I generally felt that way. For me, when I got to that point where it became tiring, it became exhausting, I realized the fact that I sacrificed so much for people. And at the end of the day, I had to deal with the repercussions of all of that. And I had to deal with it by myself. I make sure everyone is good. I make sure everyone is straight. I do whatever it takes. But then at the end of the day, I have to deal with what I need. So I don't want you to get, like, at a certain point, it gets tiring. You're like, I want to change out of this. But just just don't let go of what you love about yourself just because of the people that are around you. If you, like, at a certain point, it's going to come to the point where you got to realize it's either I change the person that I am or I change the people that I'm around. Don't lose sight of yourself. You're going to regret it, and I don't want you to. And I have gotten to that point, and I've realized it. And that's the reason why I'm very selective with friends. I don't have friends generally. I have acquaintances, and I have family. Okay, another thing that I feel like I have to let go of, right? I've been in relationships where people have made me feel like I wanted to communicate too much. 
And I definitely do believe that communicating too much is definitely a thing because if you're constantly want to have somebody sit down and have a conversation about some shit y'all already spoke on, then realistically it does become tiring. But if it's because you guys, you feel like there wasn't a mutual understanding, then I definitely get that. But me being a man, right, and guys not being the greatest at this whole communicating shit, and then a certain woman will come across me and it's like, I'm just not that person. I, I will communicate about every little thing. Because for me, the thing, a lot of people seem to fail to realize in relationships. Communicating isn't a lot of work. It's a simple conversation. I bring up something, we discuss it, and we're good. We kiss after, we're good. And that's it. But the thing is, right, people make me feel like I wanted to communicate too much. But I think that's just because they fail to understand the value of communication in a relationship. No matter what it is, no matter what aspect you look at in your relationship, it revolves around communication. It's communicating, like, bro. And it's not the hardest shit just to talk about it. And I understand the fact that some people, they need that time to themselves where, like, they have to step out. They have to step to the side first, get their emotions straight, get, like, some people, a lot of people's, like, I do think it's very important to communicate. But I also think it's very toxic to force somebody to communicate when they're not in the space to communicate. Because there are a lot of people that don't understand their emotions. They will feel a lot of different things, but it takes, they need a few minutes to decide alone with their own thoughts to try to make sense of it before they try to communicate it to you. But there will be people, but the thing is, it's like, I've always put such a high priority in communication because I've realized although certain people may not want to entertain conversations about the little things that happen, oh, you did this and I didn't like it. Oh, it's okay. I'll just deal with it. If you want a long lasting relationship and a happy one at that, the little things have to get spoken on. Whether you think they're important or not, at the end of the day, the moment you perceive it to be something you didn't appreciate and that could change, that's when you know what you need to communicate about. Because at the end of the day, down the line, it doesn't matter how big or how little, it gets tiring when you have to deal with the same shit over and over again. It adds up. And me, the thing is for me, because I was such a selfless person and I was always willing to do whatever it took to keep, keep somebody around. I would let a lot of little shit slide and I wouldn't speak on it. But what I realized happened when I didn't speak on those little things, my patience for that got like it became it decreased little by little. They would keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And I'll tell myself, I'm OK, I'm OK, I'm OK, I can handle it. But at a certain point, I was just like, why is this shit still happening? But then it was my fault for not communicating it. And I'm going to hold myself accountable for that. But the other portion of it was the fact that the person on the other side, the person I was in a relationship with. Then it created a safe space where I felt like I could bring things up because at the end of the day, it's like every single time I wanted to talk about some shit, you wanted to tell me about how much I would complain, how much I would constantly want to communicate, that of this, out of that. Bro, you don't understand how much it sucks when you're doing the things that you're doing to make your relationship work and you're right for doing those things because it matters, but then you're blamed for it. Imagine being blamed for wanting to make your relationship work. Do you want to see how shitty of a feeling that is to know that the person you love the most (laughs) doesn't understand the fact that you're trying to do all of this because you give a fuck about them? It's ass, bro. It's terrible. Trust me. I know. I've been there. Done that. Shit was terrible. But and I think another thing is like for me to just admit the fact that like, yo, like I'm good the way I am. There's a lot more things that I want to work on and shit like that. But I realized, like, so many women say, like, they want a man, but then they still try to describe what a man is. 
and they don't realize that's the whole fucking issue in the first place and why a lot of men don't understand what it's like to be like an individual where it's like you're a man. Like you trying like it's to be a man for me it's like just be yourself. There isn't one thing that a man should always do like and there isn't one thing that a woman should always do. The fact that me being a man you expect me to do all this little extra shit, all these expectations just because of my gender, I think that's the fucking issue. Because although maybe like maybe certain expectations are not in a certain way, but at the end of the day, you have an issue with people claim people saying like, oh, I believe a woman should always be in the kitchen. That's an issue, right? The issue doesn't fall with the fact that, oh, you expect the woman to cook. The issue falls in the fact that you have an expectation of somebody just because of their gender. That is the fucking issue. And that's why for me, it's like I stopped caring about pleasing people because I'm like. I am a man because I, I, I'm myself. That's all it takes to be a man. If you are yourself and you understand all the little things that you have to do, all the little things that you have to work towards, that's fine. Every person is going to be different. That's the reason why so many people see certain qualities in a certain gender that they don't appreciate. Because so many people believe that to be a man, I have to be this way. I have to have such a huge ego. Or maybe I come from a great family. I feel like, all oh, to be a man, I have to be able to provide. But even when it's not toxic, it can be taken in that manner because you shouldn't have expectations people to, to, you shouldn't make people feel like there are certain things that they always have to do just because of their gender. Like it just doesn't make sense and it's just bullshit. All right, and now this is the last segment. We're going to zoom out the camera and we're going to bring in Peter. It's going to be like five minutes as we're going quick already. Um, everyone, I want you guys to make a round of applause for Peter. Um, he is the producer. Like he's the man like, that does all of this. Like he's great with this. All right, so we have like three, four questions. Okay, welcome, Peter. Do you even have a mic? (laughs) (laughs) Technical difficulties for the producer. He's normally good at making sure this happens for us, not himself. You feel me? I have the the power to just cut all this. That is true, but we're not going to let him do that. All right, do you have a favorite quote? Oh, boy. A favorite quote, favorite saying, or like something you go by? Uh, really? No, I, I, I guess I don't really think about that much. See, okay, right. For, I think for me, it's like I only think about it because I had a quote like that sat with me for so long. And my quote was like, it was so simple, but I feel like there was so much in it. I don't, fuck, I don't even remember who it's by or even like where I got it from, but it was like, aspire to inspire before we expire. Oh. Huh. I like that. See, it's like a few words, but those words like dictate a lot. Yeah. Okay. Since you don't have a favorite quote, we're going to ask you the next question. <laughs> what is the worst advice you've been given? Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot. I wish Very you gave me so. opportunities. Worst advice I've ever been given? Worst advice you've been given. All right. Well, to go back to the quote thing, mm-hmm. there is this poem. It's very simple. That I just, it's the only thing I remember from like, I did something on it in middle school that was just like something like dance, like nobody's watching, sing like nobody's listening, something else and live like it's heaven on earth. And it's basically just like boils down to just do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about what others are thinking at all. And just kind of like live by your own, be, be to your own drum pretty much. Be to your own drum. So I That's guess I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that quote. No, that, um, okay, that was a fire call. Okay, that was a fire call. He made up for now. Really. <laughs> I had a little more time to think of one. I'll worst advice, though. I feel like I'm not really like... Mm. Or even like the worst advice you've given to yourself. 
Okay, actually, yeah, and I've definitely learned from this as well. This is, and it, it, I guess it has to do with relationships as well. Um, I you've kind of had a podcast about this or an episode about this before, yeah. But don't get back together with someone you've had relations with with an ex per se if they if nothing about them has changed. Yeah. Um, I think it's so easy to get very blinded by you know falling in love with someone or just being in a relationship with someone and missing not exactly that person but missing more of like the idea Idea. of being in a relationship with someone that it's so easy to just jump back to that because it's easy and it's there whereas it's probably not the healthiest thing for you to do yeah because you miss it so much Mm -hmm. and all you're thinking about is getting back to it and not necessarily the repercussions that come with having that person around which is ass. Yeah. Because then you get to that point, you get in that relationship, and it, all that hits it, you. And it just happens all over again. Yeah, and then you find yourself stuck in that exact same cycle, hoping for a different ending. Mm-hmm. But it's chaotic to expect a different ending from the exact same person, like you said. But yeah, I think, like, expect, like wait for that person. To, like, I don't think it's an issue to go back to an ex. And I, this is exactly what I said in the podcast. It's an issue when you go back to that person the same way that you left them. Mm-hmm. Because they will leave you the same way that they left you the first time. Yeah. Damn, that was nice. It's definitely something I've learned. Yeah. No, hold on. From experience. What's the worst advice I've been given? Okay, what's the worst advice I've been given? Be realistic. That's the worst advice I've been given. Being realistic. Like, like I get why people say it, and in certain times, like, it does make sense. But when it leads to, like, following your dreams, like, and especially when you have a, when you're around a lot of people that are incapable of having that same vision as you. I feel like letting people tell you to be realistic is the worst thing you can do for yourself because no one ever tells you to be realistic. That's also pushing you at the exact same time. It's hard for somebody to like, imagine somebody be be realistic, but I want you to do everything in your power to make this happen. It almost feels like it contradicts one another because me being realistic. If I was being realistic with this whole social media thing, I would have never thought that I would get my own podcast. Mm. But I told myself I'm going to have my podcast and it's going to be a great one. It's not going to be like some off brand shit that I do in the back of my house. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but the whole issue is I know that that, that's what I wanted for myself and me being realistic. Like, bro, it's not easy to get a podcast. Yeah. So me, like, I think like a lot of time people tell you to be realistic. All they're telling you is like, focus, like what level of chance do you have of making this happen? Mm -hmm. And I feel like whoever's saying that also is just expecting the worst and trying to keep you from you know, any kind of emotion if things don't work out. Yeah, sometimes, like, they're trying... To, and a lot of times, you hear this from your parents, and I think it's this whole, mm-hmm. like, idea of trying to protect you, but at times, maybe you have to get that hard no for you to just be like, fuck, okay, now what's next? But if you were realistic, you probably would have never gotten to a point where you followed that yeah. all the way through, even mm-hmm. if it was very unlikely that it'll happen. And even, like, think about, like, the most successful people. Do you really think they believe in be realistic? They don't. Yeah. Disney? Yeah. This dude chased the dream his whole entire life. At one point, he was eating out of a garbage. But now Disney Channel is pretty much underneath him, and his family is all set for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But he spent all of his life trying to make that one thing happen. That wasn't realistic at all. Like, to lose everything you've ever worked for. And like, I, well, I watched the movie on it, but the dude literally almost lost his whole entire family because he was so focused on making one thing happen. That's not being realistic. But I'm pretty sure any of his descendants right now 
are very much Same happy. Pretty. Disney Channel is literally from Mickey Mouse. Like that was actually like one of the main things that like everybody notices. Yeah. But yeah, bro, don't don't be realistic. Stop sharing your ideas with a lot of small minded people or people who don't share a vision with you. Mm. Give people one chance and one chance only to express the fact that they're willing to support you. And the moment you realize they're not, don't give them another chance. Because you know how, exactly how it feels to tell someone you care about some shit and they don't support it. Just ass, bro. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> All right. Best advice you've been given? Best advice I've been given? Or like the best thing someone has said to you? Or yourself? Um, I think kind of don't follow you don't have to follow the whole the normal trajectory of i don't know i I always tried telling myself that it's like your job is going to be something that you are going to be in for the next 40 yeah probably around 40 years yeah in order to have 20 years of i don't know security i guess yeah i mean i guess i should say longer hopefully i'll live to over 80 but um (laughs) I don't know if I want to get there. I don't want to fucking get to the point where, like, I can't even change my own diapers. But, I mean, like, you're spending more time working than you probably will ideally, or not ideally, but I think you know what I'm I'm getting at here is, like, find a job that you actually want to do, even if it's not paying as much as maybe, like, an accounting job or their finance job or something that, or being a doctor. Um, Really just follow, like, your passion and what you want to do. Do everything you can to make that happen. And... Don't doubt that you can't get there. I felt that. And exactly. I switched my whole entire major because of that. I yeah. think I like, I was a corporate finance accounting major. Like I said, you literally listed finance <laughs> accounting jobs. They pay a shit ton of money. And for me, like, I think like the first years of my life, I was like, oh, because like, I had to focus on getting money and stuff like that. But I realized it's like, would that even benefit me? Like, I get it having a job where it's like you get all the money very quickly. But I feel like a lot of times you'll get addicted to that. And then that's when you let go of all those things that you truly do want to make happen. I think like the beginning stages, like I watch a lot of the people that like in their 40s, 50s, like giving advice like that are still doing social media and shit. And Mm. what they say every single time is like, you have time. Yeah. Like this is the part where you're supposed to figure it out. And I think I'm finally in that space where I'm actually taking that seriously. Like trying this social media shit, even like at times like. Damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this before I even made a decision. Even if like I have to put school to the side for a second because I know like this social media shit, I can really thrive with it. And this is a now thing. Like if I push it to the side, I know I'm never gonna follow this. But I know for a fact I can get my degree a, a semester late or a year later. But the thing is, I did all this social media shit and I chased it and I seen what could happen with it. But I know my, like at the end of the day, I feel like people know what they really want to do. Keeping sight of that and doing what you got to do for it, it's completely fine. Yeah, and there's no clock. There isn't a clock. You're the only person that ever puts a clock over your head mm-hmm. when you start listening to other people and when you start believing the fact that you don't have time. The thing is, like, I feel like the whole idea is, like, people try to tell you you don't have time, trying to tell, like, and their goal for it is, like, trying to make you prioritize it because, like, make you understand, like, oh, time is important. Like, yeah, it's important, but it is there for you to use. Yeah, it's there, like as long as you're using it in like a productive manner, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I think for me, it's like the best advice I've been given. What is it? What is it? See, you you wrote all these down. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Prepared. I had to think, I had I to think of these off the cuff. 
So you like it's kind of like you. You prepared with everything you need to edit. I gotta prepare right, with right, everything right. I need to make sure your life is a little easier. That's fair. I think the best, yeah, the best advice I've been given, and I don't think it's advice like people have given me. I think it's like the best thing that I've learned. I guess I'll say. Worry about what's in your control, and the way, and the rest will fall into place. For me, I'm a not a control freak, but when it has to do with people's emotions and everything like that, I put all that shit on myself. Even if mm. I have nothing to do with it, like I change. It's hard for me to even sleep at night now, and that stems from back in like when I fucked up my sleep schedule in like sixth, seventh grade or some shit, because I always wanted to stay up in case anybody needed someone wow. to talk to. Because I know my friends wouldn't tell me the things that they're going through at seven o'clock in the morning at school or at two p- or at one p.m. during lunch. But when it gets too hard for them and they see the fact that I'm active on Messenger and they see that green light, I know that they're probably going. That that's when like around like the two a.m. is when all of those things hit for the most part because we have so much happening in our days, so we push all of that shit to the side because we know we can't deal with it. And half the times we don't want nobody to see. And I always wanted to make sure that I was that person people had access to at two o'clock in the morning. Wow. But then I'm like, bro, it's like, it's not my, it's not me. It's not up to me. Like the things for me is like, I think like the thing I really got scared of, like I always cared about the whole suicide thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've ever had anybody around me that did it, but just knowing like how people felt when they were, they lost somebody to suicide. It's hard. <laughs> Cause then I realized those people blame themselves. And I didn't want nobody that I cared for to leave anyone in their lives in that state or in that predicament. So I did everything I possibly could to try to stop that shit. And this actually might just be an hour premiere. Looks like it might be. It just might be. (laughs) But yeah, I think that was the thing for me. It's like, and I think the best thing I've been told, which doesn't even help this, which is the whole reason I'm in this fucking position. I'm a mender of hearts. And this was told to me by my mentor. And it's because I've always given a fuck about people's emotions. But that shit gets tiring. Yeah. All right, so now this is the last part where we give the audience advice or the best thing you feel like you've learned that you think people should hold on to. Oh, man. Yeah. Actually, we're going to like, because we're just going to say we're going to speak to people that are like 17, 18. What's an advice you would give them? So it, just look at it from your perspective. Like, what, did, what do you want to tell your 17 and 18 year old self? Um, I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but also same deal as in there's no there's no time that you got to have things figured out um just enjoy your youth <laughs> take risks um yeah i don't know just follow follow the path that you think you should you want to follow and if you don't know what that is yet that's completely fine um and that and i think you can learn that by like i said taking risks experiencing the world experiencing different um avenues in terms of whether it be your career your passions your hobbies your friends um relationships and whatnot really just kind of like doing all you can figuring it out in the way and once again yeah no no downward ticking clock as well yeah i think the thing it's okay to fail bro nothing wrong with failing i guess it doesn't mean like you didn't accomplish something it just meant you learned something that you can apply to something else that you try to do and i think the part of that is like the reason why so many people are so stuck on that it's like i feel like at a certain point we all realize we have so many different options there's so many options out there 
and we get too invested into the idea that it has to be, we have to pick the perfect one. Mm-hmm. But half the time, n- prob- none of it probably is the right one. But trying every single shit that you possibly thought of trying, you may realize you like this about it and not that. You find all those things and encompass them, and it will encompass you in the right direction. But I think for me, an advice that I would give my 17, 18-year-old self is stop caring so much about the rest of the fucking world. Stop being so okay with sacrificing yourself for everybody else when you know the people around you are not willing to do that for yourself. I think for me, it's like I people hype, like people gave me so much credit for my selflessness and my understanding of other people and their emotions to the point where it made me, I felt like I had, like I owed it to people. But you don't owe no, like this is me looking at whoever that 17 year old, 18 year old that's watching this or even myself, to be honest, nobody's entitled to shit that you have to offer. Anything that you have to give to somebody, they got to earn it. They got to deserve it. And I know that because I was never okay with people investing into me without me being able to match that because it felt selfish. So stop allowing other people to be so selfish by constantly taking so much energy out of you when they're not willing to do the same shit for you. Yeah, bro. Nobody deserves to be around you if they're so okay with constantly taking from you. Because you know you wouldn't do it. So I allow them to. And this is our premiere, so we want to thank Peter for finishing it off. Have a round of applause, please. We'll see how many more times you put me on the spot. Oh, it's going to happen. Like, I think a lot of the time I was like, why well, uh, some maybe. random thing to end it? I'm just going to have a Peter on the segment. I'll start reading some more books, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I need to have some walk answers right now. I, I know, I, need some I know. I need some quotes. You make me look bad, man. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know that was the thing I did at a, at a certain point. I guess this can even stay in the closing. As a kid, I used to look up quotes. Like I used to be obsessed with looking up quotes. Really? Quotes, poetry, and at one point I found myself like at one point I would literally speak in quotation in quotes. Wow. That was the part where I was trying to leave that facade while I was trying to prove it. But I, I'm, I'm smart as shit. And now you can quote yourself. Yeah, because I'm actually like that. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening in. I know last week I gave you guys a little shorter episode, so I wanted to make sure this was a little stretched out. Yeah, social media has done a lot of bad things to me because I can't say certain shit without like thinking of some nasty shit. But I just want to say I hope you guys have an amazing week. This Y'all will see this tomorrow. And I love y'all. Great. Oh, follow me on every single platform. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. The YouTube is a chance to strive. And then everything else is chance underscore strive. Great word on play. But yeah, I want you guys to enjoy yourself. Keep being great. And remember, they don't deserve it. Don't give it to them. Wow. Even if you love them. Hee <laughs> hee.